If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. All right, it is a Thursday. And this is the day of the week where everybody starts panicking just a little bit. Checking out, making sure that their players are practicing. What's going on there? You know, uh, is the guy limited? Is the guy playing? We'll take a look at the Thursday night game a little bit later. There's uh, one or two guys I really like a lot in this game. There are a couple of guys I really want you not to play this week, and we'll discuss that a little bit later. And I'll have Jake Arians joining me. That's Bruce's son. I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions about the Buccaneers. And let's start out with the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston was throwing a tennis ball at practice. Call me crazy. A tennis ball doesn't look like a football. One is small and yellow. One is big and brown. I think I'd rather him throw in the football. I have Jameis Winston in two different leagues. I need him. But I need him healthy. I need him healthy. So I don't I, – this is one of those tough ones where let's say he start. I see that he throws the ball. And let's say it goes down to like Adam Schefter reports Sunday morning. You know those words always put a pit in your stomach. Adam Schefter reports Jameis Winston will – try to give it a go during the game, right? Wouldn't that be like the worst thing you could ever hear? He's going to give it a go. So does that mean he goes in and he throws for like 125 yards and then he's like, I'm not feeling good, I'm done. Or does he go in and throw 482 yards and seven touchdowns against the Lions and I'm like, why didn't I play this guy? And then since I have him in two teams, do I play him in one? Do I hedge my bet in the other? 
Why is, why is somebody doing this to me? Don't they know I'm just Dr. Roto? I'm just a guy. You're making me crazy here. So in one league, here's what I'll tell you. In one league, I've got Dak Prescott. This is my choice. Jameis or Dak. I could go Dak. Dak, I think, is going to be all right against the Rams. Vegas tells me that's a high-scoring game. So I could live with that. If I have to go Dak, I will. The other one, though, is Jameis or Carson Wentz. I think I got to go Jameis. I think I got to risk it for the biscuit. They both have, there's both money on the line. I don't want to blow the money. And if Jameis costs me money, I will go to his house and find him. I will. I don't know where he lives, but I'll find him. I'll be like, dude, seriously, just text me next time. Something, anything. But I think it's a tough one. I think it is. It's a tough decision right now. But let's play wait and see. Let's see where we are. I know Jameis wants to play, and I feel confident that they want to get him the yards. They want him to get to 5,000. All right, Nelson Aguilar remains sidelined at Thursday's practice, so it looks like he's not playing. Alshon Jeffrey placed on the IR. So you're looking at J.J. Arthiega-Whiteside and Greg Ward, and they did call up Robert Davis. Good luck with that. That is horrific. But Jordan Howard practice. Jordan Howard did practice, finally. It's been a while. Adam Thielen practiced. And the reporter said that it was as close to game speed as he's been in. I think he finally comes back. And this is a good game for him to come back in. I think it is. Good weather, right? Good weather there. I don't think you want to play Thielen in minus three degrees. But you'll play him in a dome, and you'll play him in California. You play him in Green Bay, that hammy's going to stiffen up a little bit. You don't want that. You don't want that. So Pete, Pete Carroll said Rashad Penny's not coming back anytime soon. So let me just say this. If you're not starting your DFS lineups with Chris Carson, I'm concerned for you. And I know this is really going to go, well, maybe I should fade him. No, you can't fade him. You cannot fade Chris Carson. You got to play him. Carolina's run defense is terrible. Seattle wants to run the ball. Should get 25 carries for over 100 yards and a touchdown. You have to play him. You do. You have to play him. All right. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan said Raheem Mostert has earned the role of the lead ball carrier. I think he has. He really has been good. So, Tevin Coleman has played all year at a level higher than I thought he really deserved. I never thought he was that good. But he was playing great, so you can't knock it. But Mostert and Bryda, I say Mostert gets 15. Mostert gets the most category, most carries this week. And Bryda gets the second most. So I'll say Mostert 15, Bryda 10 to 12. Tevin Coleman, four to six. So what's that about? 15 and 12, about 32 rushing attempts in this game. Sounds about right. And I think Mostert gets about 15 of them. Right around half. Give or take. But he's played great. Played great. 
Julian Edelman's practicing. He is the only, the only Patriot I feel comfortable starting. The absolutely only one, Julian Edelman. Everybody else, I don't feel great about it at all. Derrick Henry said that he will be ready to go on Sunday. Did you think he wasn't going to play? Do you think that he needs to practice all week? I don't. I would say, Derek, I don't even want to see you out here until Friday. And then Friday, I want something very limiting, you know, nice and easy. Okay? Then we'll do a little walkthrough, but boom, we'll be out there. That's it. Let's not talk about Deion Lewis. I'm talking about Derek Henry. Beast. All right. Evan Ingram, still limited in practice again. But uh, I would think that he's, if he's active, he's a great play. Red Ellison, if he's active, he's a good play. Uh, Daniel Jones is practicing, but please, please, Giants, don't put him out there. Please. I really like Eli Manning to Darius Slayton. I think, could you imagine if that wins anybody some money in uh, DFS? It's pretty nauseating, but it's possible. Could you, could you imagine that you just won a million bucks because of Eli Manning, right? You've hated this guy for so long, and now he's like, wow, this guy's, real, this guy's actually helped me win money. It's possible. And then you back it up a little Patrick Laird, boom, you can be my rich friend. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. Back with you with more right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. It's Dr. Rota here. Full-time fantasy. Check me out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 for 50% off your first two months. I'm very excited. We have um, Lamar Jackson's agent on the phone with us now. Big Phil, what's up? Yeah, who's on first and I don't know who's on third. You're not um, Lamar Jackson's agent? No. <laughs> you wish. I'd love to. I would love to be. Yeah. I his, bet mom you is, his mom is his agent. You know that? Good for her. Yeah, I think so too. Everybody was kind of giving him down the road at draft time, but you know, I think um, you know she's handled him all his life. So, what could go wrong? You know, some of those really rich uh, basketball players—I can't remember who was the first one who did it. They hired lawyers to handle the deal, not agents, because agents take a bigger percentage. Agents take like ten percent. Lawyers just charge you an hourly fee. Oh well, I thought all agents were lawyers anyway. That's not the case. No, agents. most of them are. Most most of them are. Most agents are lawyers, and they have to pass a lot of rigorous tests, by the way, to become an agent. Did okay. you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, I'm friends with a couple of NFL agents. There's like a rule book the size of like the Encyclopedia Britannica, and they've got to take a test on that. So you can't be a you can't be a dope to be an agent. You got to be a really smart guy. Yeah, well, I know she was handling all this stuff pre-draft. I know that. I don't know if it's the case now, but uh, anyway, hey, um, you gonna play? Brada in uh, DFS this week because I kind of looked at him and that lineup we were talking about yesterday, I kind of eased him in there. Look, I, I think Mostert gets the most carries. I think he's going to get 12 to 16 carries. I think Brida gets 10 to 12 carries. Brida's a very good player. Yeah. He's a very good yeah, player. Yeah, but Atlanta's, Atlanta's always been awful against backs out of the backfield catching passes. Agreed, agreed. And I think, I, you know what? is a really smart play because most of the betting public is going to be on Mostert. So you, you just immediately right there become contrarian. So now you're at, you're at a 3% ownership versus a 33% ownership. So if Brida has the, if he, if he catches one pass for a touchdown or if he runs for a touchdown, you're going to be ahead of the competition. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was looking at. Yeah. And you like D hop. You, you like D hop this week. Too? Oh my God. I love D hop this week. Okay, well, I got I, I can fit him into that lineup too, so I kind of like what it's way it ended up looking. I mean, you don't have a, a Jory Jackson's not healthy. Matt, Malcolm Butler's gone. There is nobody who can cover that guy. I, I think he's the big winner of the week. I think he's got to be in every DFS lineup. Yeah. Hey, uh, is um, Adams for um, New Jersey? Is he out tonight? Josh Adams. Yeah. 
Wasn't he questionable or hurt? Uh, no, I think he's the only one who's actually healthy behind Bell. I think Ty Montgomery and Bilal Powell are both not. No, no, no. The, the, the safety. Oh, Jamal Adams. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Doubt, he's doubtful. I don't think he's been ruled out yet. He's doubtful. So, uh, okay. look, this is a game you want Hollywood Brown. This is a game you want Willie Sneed. Load up on your uh, Ravens receivers. Well, I was, I was thinking he helps them in a running game, and I, I just need I need a big game from Lamar. So, and you know that already. Big Phil, you will get a big game from Lamar. You will. Get I need him. I need thirty to thirty-five points. So, I'm going to call Lamar right now and tell him. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm pulling no, for you tonight. All right. Be good. See you, bye. Okay. So yeah, you know it's so funny when we when we have our players who play. When we have players who play, you're like, I need this guy to get me 40 points. But Big Phil fell fell into a trap last week, and it's not his fault. It's nobody's fault. It's a trap that I fell into a few years ago with my friend Kick. We were second overall, second overall in the world championship, heading into the three-week playoff, and we put up the biggest dud of a week. We put up like 102 points the first week. We fell from second to like 182nd in one week. That's it. There's nothing you can do. One bad week and you're out. And that's the worst part of high stakes fantasy football is that you put all the time and effort into the first 13 weeks. You get yourself in a spot and one week can go kaplooey. Conversely, I was in a league, and many of you know this, I was in that. Uh, uh, the NFFC was at the Road to Wire Online Championship. I was literally the second to last team to make it into the league, into the playoffs. I finished sixth overall. Sixth. Had three big weeks. And I was third overall for a couple of minutes there. Big. Just had three really good weeks. The best team doesn't win a fantasy football championship. It's the team with the best three weeks who does. It's true. All right, Will Fuller practice again this week, uh, today. I like Will Fuller a lot. I am in on the Texans this week. I told you that. Will Fuller does best in games when Deshaun Watson has time. When you give Watson time, he will beat you. Jeffrey Simmons is a good defensive tackle, but he's not that good. The Titans are going to give him time because they don't rush well enough. And I believe that Fuller and Hopkins, big weeks. Big. Big. All right, T.Y. Hilton expected to practice Thursday. That's good news. That's good news. I don't know if the Colts expect him, and they're not making the playoffs, but it's good to see him out there again. Devontae Parker in the concussion protocol. I guess maybe he could play, but I don't know. He's going to try to play. Got money on the line here. Devontae wants to play. But I think Devontae might be better off not playing, coming back next week, and playing well. Don't want to go out there and put up three for 40 against the Giants and then have some general manager say, well, against the Giants, he didn't do very well. This is about cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Going to make a lot of money this offseason, this guy. DJ Shark. Not practicing again. I like Chris Conley. I mentioned Keelan Cole. 
D.D. Westbrook. Um, okay, so here's a guy I'm not playing tonight. I am not playing Mark Andrews. So they said he's expecting to give it a go. Yeah. The Jets, I don't know if many of you know this, are the second best team in the NFL against opposing tight ends. So this was not going to be a Mark Andrews night to begin with. Now he's not 100% healthy. So I don't know. I'm actually benching him in a league. I am. I'm benching him tonight. Maybe it costs me. Maybe I'm, I'm screaming at the TV set when he goes six for 80 and a touchdown. And I'll be like, I left 20 points on my board. On my board. Maybe that did. Maybe that's true. But nothing would be worse than if he goes one for eight and comes out at halftime. That would be worse. So I'm going to take my shot. I'm not going to play him. I'm going to bench him tonight. And I don't. And look, I've got my other my backups in that league are Cameron Brayton, Darren Fells. So. By all rights, I should be playing Mark Andrews. And maybe I will. But right now, as of this second, as of 2.20 p.m. Eastern, I am he is not in my roster. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. He's been very good, but expected to give it a go. That tells me in the first quarter, yeah. Or when they're up by 25, 24 at halftime, Mark Andrews does nothing in the second half. I, I can't have that. So I'm out because I think the Ravens are going to blow the Jets out. Blow them out. Right? They blow them out. So I don't want any part of that. I just don't. So if you have Mark Andrews, I, I beg you, be very careful. The one move that I would do is I'd pick up Hayden Hurst right now. Hayden Hurst is a good player. Very good player. And if Mark Andrews doesn't go, I would start Hayden Hurst. He's legit. But playing Andrews, I don't know. I just, I'd rather play Jonu Smith. I would. I'd rather play, I'd rather play Cameron Bray. I would. Without Mike Evans there, I'd rather play Cameron Bray. So there you have it. All right, going to take a little time out when we come back. I will talk more football, but I may touch a little baseball. Somebody else was signed for a whole lot of money. Who was it? I'll let you know when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. So here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. And this offer is el- eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. If you do have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the website for details. All right, I will get back to uh, fantasy football in just a second. Fantasy baseball, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, there's a man named Anthony Rendon who got himself 7,240, sorry, seven years, 245 mil. Rendon is a great hitter. Great hitter. Not good, great. And as we saw in the Nationals run, he's a great pressure hitter too. Without that guy, the Nationals aren't winning anything. He's sensational. Put him in a, in a lineup with Mike Trout and Otani. You may be onto something there. It's aggressive. Look, I give the Angels a lot of credit. They're aggressive. Right? They're not, you know, they're not always very good. But they try their best. 
Their problem is they're pitching. Andrew Heaney and Dylan Bundy, you didn't wake up this morning going, that's a good rotation. But adding, adding Rendon, whoo, that's big. That's a really, really good player right there. So the next guy who's going to get traded, it looks like David Price is going to get traded. A lot of teams are in on him. The Padres want him. The Cardinals want him. The White Sox want him. The Reds, the Angels want him. I'll tell you this, though. I don't know why the Red Sox all of a sudden became cost conscious. They went from winning World Series to, yeah, I think we're going to save some money. Ah, look, the Red so- when the Red Sox were paying, they were playing. Adding JD, had Mookie, it's a good team. But you're not competing with the Yankees, who, by the way, re signed Brett Gardner and who are pursuing Josh Hader. Oh my God, you give the Yankees Josh Hader, it's over. Over. I mean, that's how good it could be. By the way, if you're a Met fan, you can't be happy this morning. Signing Rick Porcello and Michael Walker. It's just like, that's what the Mets do. Guys who may at one time have been good who aren't anymore. You're like, really? Porcello? If he was any good? Ugh, he's terrible. Oh, you want to sign what? Young. He pitched a Seton Hall. Great. Yay. And then the New York Post has an article. His Seton Hall coach is like, oh, Porcello's my favorite guy. Porcello comes home, right? You see the articles right now. But you still got a guy who left his best years elsewhere. So it's very hard for the Mets to be in the same city as the Yankees. Yankees get Jared Cole. Mets get Rick Porcello. Yes. You're excited, Mets fans? You can't be. You lose Zach Wheeler and you get Walken Porcello. That's not good. All right. So um, we'll keep, keep you posted here. A lot, a lot of things happening in the uh, in baseball with the winter meetings. Guys going to be going around. It'll be interesting, though. There are a couple guys at the end of last year who didn't get contracts. Remember? Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell. It'll be interesting to see who holds out this year and waits for more money. Now, I want to segue back to football. Anthony Rendon gets close to 35 mil a year. How come football players don't get more money? Anthony Rendon puts a bat on a ball. Not life-threatening. Not going to get a concussion unless the ball hits him in the head. Meanwhile, football players don't get nearly the money they should. And half of these guys are crippled 20 years later. Or they've got concussions that lead them to Brain injuries. How come we don't play football, pay football players better? We pay basketball guys, basketball players, tons of money. Tons. Tons. Hakeem Whiteside, 25 mil. Mike Conley, 30 mil. Mike Conley's not even that good. And isn't football the most watched sport? Don't we live and die for football? I mean, do you ever see people talk about fantasy basketball like they talk about fantasy football? I mean, I know fantasy baseball has some passionate people. They do. It's a very passionate crowd. But it's not football. 
I've always said football, fantasy football is Coke. Fantasy baseball is Pepsi. Right? It's not as big. It's popular, but it's not big. Pepsi is big. It's not Coke. How come we don't pay our football players more? I don't get it. These guys have severe injuries. Rashad Penny has an ACL. He may not even be back next year. He has a rookie contract. One moment, please. Please hold. Thank you for holding. Rashad Penny. Show contract. He signed a four-year, $10.77 million contract. Well, I'm not good in math, so let me get out my calculator. One moment, please. 10.77 divided by four. Okay. Basically, 2.69 million bucks. And he... And this is a major surgery. Major. Maybe he'll never be the same player again. Who knows? Anthony Rendon makes that for like a Tuesday. That seems crazy. Now, look, I don't blame the Angels for paying him. I'm not saying that. That's what the market bears. I just think that the NFL players have the worst deal ever. Ever. The worst deal. Damar Smith screwed the players. I would never have gone back. You know, the, the NBA is smart. See, the NBA it has a full 50-50% partnership with the players. They're all in because the NBA knows, Adam Silver knows, just as David Stern did before, the players are the product. See, I think the NFL doesn't feel that way. The NFL feels like the product is the Panthers. Isn't the product Christian McCaffrey? No, it doesn't matter. Anybody who wears a Panthers uniform, the Panther is more important than the player. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think the players are pretty darn important. And the players don't get a great deal. Rashad Penny, who knows what his next contract is going to be. Not going to be that much. He's a running back. He's going to get older. Coming off an ACL. Yeah. Not a lot of money. Kind of sad, right? I know I know. You shouldn't feel badly for a guy who's still making $10 million, but still, Anthony Rendon just got $245 million at a ball. Making $35 million a year. That's crazy money. Crazy. And I think the problem with sports is the dichotomy between the, the haves and the have-nots. I mean... Ask yourself whether you feel your team in baseball can compete. See, that's the one thing football does better than baseball. In football, any team can compete every year. Seattle Seahawks can win this year. The Cincinnati Bengals can win next year. There's a salary cap. Baseball, you never feel that way. You feel the Detroit Tigers are, are almost going to win? They're on the precipice of a, of a World Series? No. Dodgers can win. Angels can win. Yankees can win. Are the Rangers winning? No. No. Unless they get lucky. We're in the NFL. Everybody can win. Right? One year in, one year out. Changes. Except for the fact that Tom Brady's there. 
but you see different teams make it, i.e. the Rams, the Saints, changes around. Still crazy, though, how much money we pay. We pay. I mean, like I said, I'm happy for Rendon. I'm happy he got money. He's a really good player. He is a really, really good player. And that's a good lineup. Okay? It's a good lineup. And they got this kid, Joe Adele, who's a fantastic young player, too. But, you know, NFL players have to have a better deal. They're getting ripped off when baseball players are getting that kind of money. All right. Josh Jacobs, let's go back to fantasy football here. Josh Jacobs practiced on Thursday, limited, but he practiced. So it looks like he's getting close to playing. Hunter Renfro came back to practice. I didn't think we'd see that. Greg Olson, limited in practice, but the fact that he's practicing tells me that good chance he plays. Right? Ian Thomas, I do like because we know that the Seahawks are not good against tight ends, but maybe Olson's going to play. We'll have to watch that carefully here. All right, I do like Olsen. I do like Ian Thomas. And I told you, against tight ends, Seattle's the third worst team in the NFL against opposing tight ends. Cardinals are the worst, then the Raiders, then the Seahawks. Tampa Bay is actually getting better. Crazy, but true. All right, so we'll play either Panther, Olsen or Thomas. Whoever's starting, that's the guy you want to have. Okay, that's the guy that you want to have. All right, I'm going to take a timeout. When we come back, I'm going to have Jake Arians with me. We're going to talk to Jake about whether to start Mark Andrews tonight. But we're also going to talk about Jameis Winston, Ronald Jones, Chris Godwin, the state of the Bucks. Are they still competing? Are they still going for it? We will discuss when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. It's Dr. Rota here, full-time fantasy uh, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. Of course, check us out also at si.com backslash fantasy. We're at Sports Illustrated. And tomorrow, my visionary plays of the week will be there. So I uh, hope you'll check that out. But right now, looking forward to my next guest. His name is Jake Arians. He's with the Draft Network, and he uh, has a famous dad. What's up, Jake? How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. You got it. So uh, let's talk a little bit here. I want to get to uh, – actually, I want to get to the Bucks. Is and, – and look, you know your dad as well as anybody – are the Bucks? is it important to finish the season with a winning record for this team moving forward to, as in ne- to next year? I don't know if the winning record is as important as just stacking wins and getting better. It, it, it reminds me so much of the first year in Arizona where it took a little while for those first seven or eight weeks to really click. We had a lot more veterans on that team. This is the second youngest team in the NFL. I think a lot of people fail to realize that. And it took a lot of these young guys learning how to be professionals, how to study, really getting what this – this really good coaching staff wanted to implement and then it finally clicked and they've reeled off four out of five and three straight. They'd love to finish with as many wins as possible. We'll keep playing better. See the things you've been working on y'all all year. Watch these guys progress where next year it's really kind of a watch out, turn the roster over a little bit more, fill a couple holes, but everybody that you're going to count on kind of got the message that you've been putting in all year. So they'd love to finish with a winning record. That is important to them to continue to stack wins. But I think it's just keep the progression going of what they've been seeing. And it's finally clicking. You see these young secondary guys playing really well. Devin White is an absolute star now that he's healthy on defense. And you've got a lot of key pieces on offense that are, that are stepping up and playing. And then you got, you know, I love Jameis, but he's, you get this Jekyll and Hyde of some of the greatest quarterback play you've ever seen and some of the worst throws you've ever seen in the same game. So, so as long as that, t- that – Let's talk about Jameis for a second. Let's talk about that. He is not far from 5,000 yards. Now, I remember when we spoke before when Larry Fitzgerald was in, with Arizona, your dad fed Larry because he wanted him to be happy, and he got a lot of receptions that year. Does, does dad or do coaches in general, because you're familiar with a lot of this stuff, 
Do they look at a thing like 5,000 yards, and does that become a goal for the team, or is that something that if it comes, it comes? I think it's more of an organic thing. I mean, 5,000 yards is kind of that holy grail. I think there's only been, what, eight or nine seasons of 5,000 yards, and Drew Brees has done like four of them. Uh, I think it'd be a really cool thing. I don't think they look at it per se. I think it's just kind of the way the games have gone. If you look at my dad's quote last week, he's tired of coaching the nicest team in the league that gives away 14 points and we've got to come from behind every week. They'd love to run it more. Uh, you know, this week against Detroit should be a good matchup. They should be able to run it a little bit more and get ahead and play from ahead instead of having to throw it quite so much. Uh, but if, it's also kind of the way the league has gone, and, and they're built to do that. I mean, Jameis is – maybe looking at the second time ever leading the NFL in yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. And Drew Brees is the only other guy that's ever done that. Uh, I don't think that's really the one, the title that you want. But if you can somehow figure that out, you got to live with some of them. Uh, I mean, I saw one of the greatest stats the other day of, of Jameis Winston and Peyton Manning for their first, through their first 67 starts. They're almost identical, interceptions included. You throw you know, that you name met- out there and you just show the stats and you go, if you take the names away, you go, oh, wow. No, I know. So, so let me ask you Some this. Some of the other stuff. Do you, feel, yeah. do, do you feel that the Bucks can win a Super Bowl with Jameis? Or now in this contract year, do you move on from him and find somebody else? What do you think is the right answer? I think you can, but it's not, I'm not at work for the organization, so that one's tough for me to answer. I, I think you can, but you've got to cut down on the turnover. It's not just the interceptions. He's had some bad fumbles, but he's also – Got a lot of Ben Roethlisberger in him where he's trying to make things happen, and sometimes that can be a detriment to you. You can, you can fumble when you just need to throw it away and punt. Um, but that defense is getting a lot better. You have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are healthy. I mean, you got the best duo of receivers in the league. I think they can, but it's going to be a really interesting thing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, starting over with a rookie, you're not looking at a Super Bowl anytime soon. I don't care who the rookie is. You've seen Kyler Murray and some of these guys come in, Baker Mayfield last year. Neither one of them are close to winning Super Bowls. That's, that's a tough thing to do to go with a rookie and think you're going to win that many games. Is Jameis popular in the locker room with the guys? Like, I would think if he's not there next year, you can't afford to risk Mike Evans and Chris Godwin not being happy. Is Jameis popular with his teammates? He really is, and he absolutely has the respect of all of them. I mean, you hear the first guy in, last guy out, all that kind of stuff with a lot. That's absolutely true. There's nobody that wants it more or works harder than Jameis, period, end of story. And when you do that, you have the respect of all the guys in the locker room, and they do like him, uh, and that's vital. I mean, having the locker room have your back, not just the coaching staff, you can't have success the other way around. And you've seen that a lot, where you've seen guys, the coaching staff may believe in the guy, but the locker room doesn't. And you're not going to win that way. He absolutely has the respect of the guys. Now, you said something interesting that I want to talk about. The Buccaneers' defense has played much better over the last month and it seems like they played better after they cut Vernon Hargraves. That's not an easy thing to do to cut a first-round pick, but it almost is like addition by subtraction. Did that so shock you that that happened at that point during the season? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, Vernon had a really good offseason and had a really good preseason. I was kind of shocked that he wasn't playing better. But you you drafted these guys. Jamel Dean came in and had 13 pass breakups, and I don't think he only had one start. He had less than, like, 200 snaps played. He was second in the NFL in pass breakups. The next closest guy was in the 800 snaps played. Uh, you know, 6'1", has like a 6'5", wingspan, ran 4'3", coming out of Auburn. Would have been a first-round pick, but he had two ACLs. And he was healthy. He's playing really good. Carlton Davis playing really good. Sean Murphy Bunning, who he drafted in the second round, really came on with a lot of confidence. And it allowed Todd Bowles to do what he likes to do, and that's play man and blitz. And when Devin White really got healthy, 
he struggled the first bit of the season. He got sick, and then he hurt the MCL, and he missed some games. When he got healthy and started playing with confidence and know that he belonged in the NFL, he's become an absolute star. He was rookie of the month. Um, and then that front seven is legit. When JPP came back, and that was a huge addition as well on the other side of Shaq Barrett, Sue and Vita Vea is a monster in the middle. I mean, that, that defense has a lot of potential, but they're young, and they're really young on the back end. It took a while for that to progress. Now, Mike Evans is out. There's Brashad Perriman, former first-round pick. But I like this kid, Justin Watson. He went to he was an Ivy League player, but he's got some good hands. And Scotty Miller's still there. Is there one of those three guys who you think could step up over the next couple of weeks for fantasy owners? Yeah, I think you know I don't think Perriman's role changes a whole lot. He's, he's a six to eight, maybe ten target a guy a game guy anyway. And I don't think he really changes a whole lot. Justin Watson did an awesome job filling in for Mike last week. A uh, big guy, really good hands, as you said. Great route runner, physical guy. Scotty Miller. Hasn't practiced a ton. He's missed a couple games from a hamstring. But he's a guy that's in, in that offense. It's my dad's offense. It's Byron calling the plays. But it's that guy that you could always take the deep shot. He's kind of that the ultimate boomer bust, you know, play there. But I think I think Perriman is a legit wide receiver, too, as far as targets. He's played, played a lot better the last three or four weeks. Got a lot of confidence. Jameis has confidence in him. Uh, so I don't think his role changes a whole lot. I think it's whoever else comes in. And I think it's Justin Watson, really, that's going to come in and play for Mike. So you're looking at another 8 to 10 targets there. And I think he's going to come down with that really good game last week. I don't want him to be touchdown dependent from fantasy point of view. But if you're looking for a guy that could be getting, you know, 10 points in a PPR format, I think Watson can do that. And I think Perriman should be in that 15-18 range. All right, one more question about the Bucks here. O.J. Howard has been a fantasy nightmare. We all drafted him in round 7 or 8. But for some reason, it just hasn't clicked. Is it that he hasn't clicked with your dad's offense? Or is he just such a good, valuable blocker? Or is it sometimes, you know, maybe a different address is needed? Because Cameron Braid is a very popular and good player in the red zone. How do we make O.J. Howard fantasy relevant? You know, it's tough. I mean, the first game, he catches a pass and fumbles in the red zone. He stops his route early. His ball hits him in the hands, pops up for an interception. That's all in the first game. And then depending on the game plan, I can tell you that there's not a lot of coaches that give a damn about any of our fantasy teams. So unfortunately, they're not reading this. O.J. Howard needs to be included in the offense. It's an organic thing. And you've seen the last three or four weeks, him have better weeks and be more in part of things. Um, I don't think they're going to change a whole lot. They're going to plug Justin Watson in to play Mike's spot. Uh, and, and if it happens that O.J. organically is part of the offense, it will be. Um, he's had some other problems this year with drops, some drops and some fumbles and some things. He ought to, he should have been better than he was because uh, he is a monster of a human being and a great talent and an athletic freak. He really should be an elite player. I don't know that the offense has really taken that away from him as much as he's hurt himself at times. But he's come along and played a really good the last three or four weeks. He had a really good game in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. I think he had 71 yards last week. Uh, so I wouldn't say that that's going to change the next couple weeks. I, I like the potential for him to be in that same category the next couple weeks. But I don't know that they're going to necessarily draw anything up for him different. It's just as part of the offense goes organically getting the ball. Talking about tight ends tonight into Thursday's game, Mark Andrews, not 100%. Jets probably the second best team against opposing tight ends. I've gotten a lot of questions today on in social media. Would you play Mark Andrews tonight? I wouldn't, and I think Lamar Jackson's going to hurt a lot of people. You have to play him if you have him, but they should be up. And if you're the, if you're the from a football-only point of view, if you're the Ravens and you've got the tie break on New England, you're already the one seed, you've locked up the division, 
you're hoping that you get up in the first half and you sit Lamar Jackson in the second half, and I think you're probably planning on doing the same thing with Mark Andrews. you got a lot bigger plans moving forward than just winning a Thursday night game against the Jets, which you should be able to do whether Andrews plays or not. I think a lot of that, how much they play in the second half, is going to limit their fantasy production this week. And it really, I, I, don't, I don't have them on either of my teams that are in the semifinals, but it would scare me if I did. And I'm playing a guy who has him, and we were talking last night, and he's, he's thinking the same thing. Do I make a move? I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because he's been so great. But I think the, the, the game flow could really dictate the fantasy production, and he gets one little nick, and they pull him out. And, you know, it could be a Sammy Watkins thing where, yeah, he's healthy, and he goes out, and then he's out in the middle of the first quarter and gets you no points. It's uh, going to be a really tough one to figure out. I don't know how many other options are out there. Just, there's so many guys who got hurt the last couple of weeks as well, Ryan Griffin included. Now, you're very familiar with the players and the coaches and, and the NFL. The Giants are playing the Dolphins. By all thoughts, the Giants, if they lose this game, which would be the best thing for them, they'll get the second overall draft pick. Do you think teams think this way, or do the teams go out there and try to win? Because as a Giant fan, I'm like, please, I'm okay with you losing. But I don't think that's how the mindset is for players and coaches. How does it work in the NFL when you get to this point of the season? It couldn't be the farthest thing from the coaches and players' minds, especially the players. You're talking about guys that they want to be on one of 32 teams next year. They might not necessarily want to be on the Giants or that they're going to be on the Giants, but they're playing for their lives. You know, if a guy plays eight or ten years, that's a hell of an NFL career. They don't really care what team it is. They just want to be in the NFL. So they're playing at their hardest. I mean, look what Brian Flores has done with the guys in the Dolphins. They got nothing left, and they are playing their tails off for him because he's coaching his tail off to win games. It's, it's costing the fan base. And I don't know when this whole tanking thing in the NFL became basically baseball and the NBA is one thing, but the NFL, you have a very short shelf life as a coach or a player. You don't win games, you're out. The Giants want to win because that coaching staff wants to stay there. The players want to win because they want to be on one of 32 teams, including maybe the Giants next year. So it couldn't be the farthest thing from the truth from the players' point of view. I understand what you're saying 100% as a Giants fan. The best thing that could happen for them is having a higher draft pick. But if you're turning the coaching staff over because you lost you know, five or six straight, whatever it is, to finish the season, or you have a really ugly loss and, and management decides to move on, now you got a lot bigger issue than worried about if you're picking second or fourth. All right, I got one last question for you, Jake. I look at a player like Darius Slayton, who did pretty very little in college, but he got about about forty five seconds left, by the way. All right, but all of a sudden he's come to the pros and he's really stepped up. How is it that people miss out in college and all of a sudden what 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 do they find in the pros that they didn't have back in college? I mean, Terrell Owens is maybe the greatest example ever of like a decent tight end at Tennessee Chattanooga as a Hall of Fame receiver. Maybe he matures a little bit later. Maybe he gets in the right system or a coach says, I like what this guy did. It wasn't used properly in college. Or maybe he found something in the offseason getting ready for that. It's just uh, sometimes it's a maturity thing, and he's had a heck of a year. And the last couple, three or four weeks has really turned it on, uh, whether it's Eli or Daniel Jones. All right, Jake Arians, appreciate you being on. I want to wish you a very happy holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. You as well. Thanks for having me. All right, you got it. That was Jake Arians with some really good stuff there. And he's right. Players are playing for their jobs. I, I want the team not to get a draft pick, but I don't count. They do. All right, we'll be back right after this. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Dr. Roto back with you here. I got to get to Chris in Massachusetts before I talk about tonight's game. What's up, Chris? Uh, tight end question for this week. Uh, Hooper or uh, Waller? I'm on the fence with both of them with the injury to, to Ridley with him going on IRR. And, uh, I'll go Waller. I'll go Waller. I'll go Waller. I mean, San Francisco really good defense. I'll go Waller. Okay, okay. But, it's clo- but it's close. Uh, I like both. Okay. okay. Um, well, the only other, the only other thing, just quickly, um, my 
basically I have Parker who's questionable with a concussion. Um, what, if he's healthy, I'm thinking about playing him in my flex. My only other options are Joe Mixon or Sterling Shepard or Tyler Boyd. Out of those guys, I'm not sure exactly which I like one to play. I like Shepard. I like Shepard. I don't love Tyler Boyd against uh, New England. Mixon's okay, but you can't play Mixon and Boyd. Pick one of them. If Parker's active, pick one Bengal. I guess I'd play Mixon. Okay. Okay. All right. Good luck, Chris. You. you got it. All right, Thursday night game. I'm playing T- Le'Veon Bell. Fact. I'm not sitting Sam. I'm not playing Sam Darnold. I'm not playing Robbie Anderson. I'm not playing Jamison Crowder. That's it. I'm playing Le'Veon Bell. That's it. For the Ravens, I'm playing Lamar Jackson. Fact. I will play Mark Ingram. I don't love him this week, but if Jamal Adams is out, I like him a little bit more. You will not play Gus Edwards this week. You will, you will play Marquise Brown this week. I like him. I don't want to start Mark Andrews. I agree with Jake Arians. You know, God forbid, you know, they're up by 20. He's out. I might play. I wouldn't play Willie Snead because you don't play him anyway. So I will play Lamar Jackson. I will play Mark Ingram. I will play Hollywood Brown. That's it. And Le'Veon Bell. And Justin Tucker. There you go. That's it. So hopefully this game doesn't kill fantasy owners tonight. I hope and pray it doesn't. Okay? But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. Remember, Wager Talk comes up next at 3 o'clock, so keep it right here for them. And, of course, I will tell you this. Tomorrow we'll break down the visionary plays. I'll break down the games. I'll do it seasonal DFS style. I'll give you guys the best players of the week. So just keep come back here tomorrow at 2 p.m. for that. All right, guys, wishing you all a great day. This is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.